Well, hi there. Good morning. How are you? Oh, it's Sunday morning for me. It is overcast. We've been getting snow for the last few days. So I'm just sitting in my room in my recording chair and just being cozy. (laughs) I have a candle lit to give me the feeling like I have a fire. I'm really looking forward to getting a fireplace of some sort at some point because I miss that the smell and the ambiance and yeah just that's the true sign of winter when you can lay by a fire right Mm, where are you in the world today how are you thank you for tuning in what's going on in your world take a moment to just reflect Reflect right where you are. Meet yourself right where you are. Not trying to push forward into the future and anticipation of what's next and where you're going and not leaning back and holding on to the familiar past of all that's happened and carrying those expectations into these next steps of your life, this day, this moment this next year that's around the corner, just be right here, right now. December 4th. Wow. Oh my goodness. I can't believe that it's flown by. This year has flown by. And we've all learned so much. We've all grown so much. And... There's so much excitement ahead and so many lessons to be learned. And yet, we get to pause and be right here, right now. Thinking of something that you are really proud of. Something you've done, something you've experienced in whatever way you've grown or learned. Maybe it was a hard moment that you got through. Maybe it was a job change, a move an experience of travel, a new family member, the loss of a family member. When we start to close out a year, it's always such a great time to reflect and I find myself naturally reflecting. And I have a lot to reflect on as we all do, right, in this lifetime. So before we lean into that, I just want to encourage you to Ground yourself in whatever space you're in and whatever practice is calling to you, whether it's finding some movement, some dance, some shake, some ohms, some yells, some just big open movement with the arms and the dancing and the shaking of the head. Ooh, I'm going to do a little shake. (sighs) Shaking so good just to move the energy I always like to use my fingers and scratch my head. This really invites our nervous system to bring energy up into the crown, up into this cranial sacral area, and it lights up our vagal nerve, which is a nerve that goes from the base of the spine and the belly area all the way up the spine into the head. So... Scratching the head, waking up the vagal nerve and the crown, the brain. And then after your movement, take a few moments to find stillness. Yeah, 
So if that movement of shaking and scratching and yelling felt good, you can stay there if you're ready to come into the next phase of this grounding. And if you find your own practices of grounding, please honor that. The one thing with grounding that's so key is our breath. Our breath is our channel. It is the signal that connects us to the life force that's all around us. And by taking a deep breath, we signal to the nervous system that it is safe to slow down and to find that grounding. So in grounding, we're seeking safety and slow and connection and reset. So how's that big deep breath feeling all the way in through the nose? And sigh it out. (sighs) Yeah, whatever grounding practice you're doing, find your breath in through the nose. And out through the mouth. (sighs) Good. One more just like that all the way in. And all the way out. (sighs) If you're following along with my grounding practice, on this inhale... Tense and tighten the whole body, making a fist, pointing the toes, scrunching the face, bringing the shoulders to the ears, hugging the belly, engaging the core, big breath in, squeeze, 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 engage all the way in. And ah, release, let the body release, the shoulders come away from the ears, the palms open, the toes relax, the face surrenders. Two more, just like that. Inhale, tighten, tense everything in your body. Squeeze it in, squeeze it in, squeeze. And let it go. Good. Notice just the relaxation that comes in when we allow this process. Inhale, tighten, tighten, tighten. Bring it all the way in. And let it go love this practice because it shows us the very specific tense and tight and connection and almost like to signal what it's like when we're stressed and worried and anticipating and anxious and then to show the body the physical sensation of relaxing it just gives this moment of pure surrender and to see these side by side It's almost like this polarization of the exact heaviness of the dark and then the exact lightness of this this release. So I do this practice often. I like to do it when I get into bed and I'll tighten my whole body and then I'll release a few times and I notice that it immediately gives me the permission to start to relax because as we know when we crawl into bed if we've been go, 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 which most of us are. And maybe we've carried our phone into the bed with us and we've been scrolling or we were watching TV. Whatever the end of the day looked like, you bring all that energy in with you and then you lay down and you expect your body to just go to sleep, (laughs) right? And the body might be ready and it's tired and the mind is like, oh, hell yeah, this is my permission to tell you everything I've been thinking, (laughs) This anxious go, go, go of the brain pops in right when we lay down. And I know this to be true because it happens to me. 
which is why my nighttime ritual has become so important because when I lay down, I want to drop in as soon as possible. A lot of the times I'll use a guided meditation or just some really beautiful music and that helps me feel soothed. And I also like to bring in this physical ailment. So just notice how you feel. You can do this anytime, anywhere. might be really nice to do it right as you're going into a big meeting or when you're going into a difficult conversation or you just feel a lot of tension in your body and you're just looking for this relaxation, know that this is a just perfect practice to give your body like, whoa, that's what tightening feels like and oh, that's what release feels like. What? How do I want to feel right now? So when we meet ourselves, <clears throat> excuse me, when we meet ourselves right where we're at, and we recognize and have awareness right where we're at that's when the that's when we get to invite in these tools it's it's a remembering and it can be sometimes difficult because we've been in this pattern that's so well tracked like a train track right like we've been on a certain direction doing certain things for quite some time and then you're asking the train to just get on a whole new track so it can take some time to remember oh yeah, I'm feeling really tight. What is the practice that I can use here? Or I'm feeling a bit stressed and worried. Have I come back to my breath, right? And adding in these moments, you know, I talk about water a lot and and it really can be this incredible, simple cure for the moment. I was not feeling very good yesterday. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had very much water. And I drank a big glass of water and my headache started to subside. And then I was like taking some deep breaths and you know, I'm proud of that practice and I've been working on it for a while now. And it's now becoming more of a natural state where my mind recognizes and remembers, oh yeah, I do have tools. I've been, that's what this practice is all about is building these tools and having them be there right when we need them. So I hope that as we do these grounding practices within the meditation that these tools become more familiar and they become integrated into your life because ultimately the goal is to be as present as possible and when we're present we're aware of our needs and then through that we get to make shifts to help make ourselves feel comfortable and to help us be guided through difficult situations or to help us remember that we are in control of our own thoughts and feelings and movements and actions and it is that self-care that gets to be added in in as many moments as possible so meeting ourselves right where we're at is just what keeps coming up for me today and I'm about to turn the big 4-0 oh my goodness my birthday's next Saturday December 10th and I'm gonna be 40 and it just I can't even believe it I, I it doesn't feel like that I feel younger than I have in a long time and um, you know at the same time it's just a number and I think if we all look back when we were in our early 20s you know, 40 felt so old. And now that I'm here, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm just beginning. Holy cow. You know, like so many decades of trial and error. And 
yeah, it's just really interesting. And I think that that's a blessing of where we're at as a culture, as a, as humanity that, you know, a hundred years ago, 40 was pretty old, but now where we're at with how we're taking care of ourselves and technology and the ability to get treatment for certain things, or, you know, I have some low back stuff going on and I've been Googling information and learning so much and, or like, we're getting more aware of what certain things do to our body as far as foods and drinks and prescriptions and what an actual natural cure looks like. And, you know, we're just, we're really lucky to be at this time because so many modalities are welcomed for keeping us feeling our best. And it's all at our fingertips. It's just when you're ready to lean in and if, if, and when you're ready to do the work, that's where that magic exists and that's where those cures and um self-care modalities and that's where everything is 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 in that new awareness of seeking what will keep us feeling young and healthy and strong and you know some of the biggest things for me is is of course self-care is at the top of that list along with self-love and just building this really great relationship with myself and being active, you know, like moving my body, not only for the physical benefits, but for the mental benefits, um, being as intentional as possible with my eating. It's not perfect. And I have my treats and I have certain things and also removing toxins was a game changer for me. As you know, three years ago, 2019, I just like, okay, alcohol, we are done here. (laughs) Thank you very much. It's been a wild, fun ride. I've had some great times. I've had some scary, dark, heavy times and uh, it's time for me to move on. And that has been life-changing for my health, life-changing. I feel like just a totally different person. I feel a huge weight off of me. It's a sense of freedom. You know, I'm not constantly seeking where am I going to get wine and how much can I drink of it and like, can I drive home or what am I bringing to the party and what does that look like? And do I need to stop at the liquor store again today and like spending the money? So for, for me personally on my journey, it's just been a huge weight lifted off and a huge freedom. And I'm to the point where I'm having so much fun. I'm social and going to happy hours and not even bothered by it being around me. So that's been a huge instrumental piece to my self-care and my health and also community. This year has been a lot about community, not only my local community, but I've created a couple of online communities and I'm coaching and I have a women's circle and you know these things are just growing and they're so beautiful and I've recognized how important it is to reach out and be vulnerable and create these relationships that are supportive. And, um, you know, I have more deep relationships than I ever have and more vulnerable conversations than I ever have. I'm always in awe when I'm sitting with a friend and like straight away, we're just in it and we're going there. And it's not this, it's not heavy at all. Like the depth is light, which is really cool. Like we just hear each other and sense each other's needs and hold space for each other and ask questions. You know, that's been one of the biggest things is being more 
intentional with questions and curious about someone else and their life and what they're going through, asking them something as simple as how does that make you feel? And how did you get through that? And what did you learn? Like out of true curiosity, not asking just to keep the conversation going. True, true curiosity. And that's helped me form some really incredible relationships. And at the same time, some long-term relationships have found closure and that's been really hard. I've had a lot of breakups of friends in the last few years and some friends that I thought would be by my side for the long haul. And it just became more and more clear that our lives and our values and the existence that we have here in this this earth like are just what is important to us is different and that's okay. Um, it hurts my heart and I still have, you know, it's not like we will never speak again kind of thing, but it is just, it's an awareness of what's filling me up and what's not. And I'm really proud of taking ownership of that and not staying in relationships or staying in places Right now I'm in a career that's not super duper filling me up, but I am aware of that and making shifts to grow out of it. Um, But as far as relationships go, you know, I think I've held on to certain relationships because I thought it was beneficial for my life and um, and for for a period of time it was. And for a period of time we were aligned and our lives were similar enough and we were communicating in a way that filled me up or or maybe the surface the more surface relationship and conversation was okay for a while and it's not to say that I can't have that like hey how's the weather talk or you know what's your favorite sports team up to like I can have those conversations certainly and at the same time when that's all that it is and when that's all that it's about I really am noticing like wow I left that conversation feeling really empty or I left that conversation not feeling heard at all and that's really hard (laughs) because like in my last episode I talked about this desire to be to just be seen and heard and felt and loved and we get to create that within ourselves and within any relationship around us. Like that is totally possible in all aspects of life as long as that other person is reflecting something similar. And we get to decide when that works and when that doesn't. And it takes it takes bravery and vulnerability on our side to do our best to create this environment that we desire to be in, to create this relationship that feels good, to create a friendship or a romantic partnership that lifts us up and supports us, it's up to us. And if we're we're doing the work and if we're trying to guide it there and we feel like the other person's not reciprocating or not interested or just like constantly has a wall up, isn't willing to open up, isn't willing to get over past situations past pains they're not willing to grow with us at some point there is a clear moment that wow this just isn't this relationship isn't in alignment with where I'm going and that's painful that can be really painful 
and whether that conversation is had or whether it's just naturally you grow apart you know like that's that's a part of life that's the ebb and flow and what I've noticed was once I recognized that and didn't make it wasn't like it needed to have this big dramatic deal made out of it like a full breakup uh it was just like oh this isn't quite filling me up I'm going to turn my attention over here and put more time and effort into nurturing this relationship and what's really cool about that is I I did a letting go ceremony of a few friendships like okay this is like thank you for where we've gotten thank you that all for all that we've been through thank you for the years of support you know wishing that person all the best and sending them with love and clearing space you know saying energetically it's time for me to let go of the heaviness of this I no longer desire to carry this with me so I'm letting you go and it was an energetic clearing and then I called in more space for new relationships because in my opinion we only have so much energy to give right like we don't have an unlimited amount of energy and Certainly during these practices and these grounding practices and these exercises and the work that we're doing as we're filling up our vessel and taking care of ourselves, we are giving ourselves that energy back and we can fill ourselves up to this full state where we're energetic and feel like we have so much to give and that's not infinite, right? Like we got it, we get to keep doing the practice. And I'm also really intentional with this energy that I give. And of course, there are certain things that I don't have a choice. Like I, ha- I, I get to give energy to, you know, work when it doesn't always feel fun or to a family situation when it's been heavy and I'm, I'm committed to staying with them and, and being in it with them. Or, you know, I get to give energy to, you know, taxes or cleaning the house, right? Like those are the things that do take our energy that we don't really have a choice but when it comes to a relationship like this and you recognize it's draining you and it doesn't fill you up if there's not that reciprocation then you get to decide what that looks like and if it's a relationship you really want to nurture and keep then you open up and have that conversation with them and get really vulnerable like hey this is I've been having a hard time I don't feel seen heard or loved or felt when I'm around you is that do you feel the same how can I you know how can we balance this and if that's not received if that's not well received and they're not willing to grow with you then that to me is a clear sign that it's time And it's time to take your power back from that connection, send them with love, you know, maybe there's a more surface, hey, how are you conversation that goes on once in a while. And at the end of the day, that power then can be directed into something different or someone different or calling in a different type of friendship or maybe you just need that energy back for yourself if you're in the thick of it and doing a lot of healing to me that those were the most important times for me to recognize okay I'm plugged into that person and it doesn't feel good and it drains me I need a break or I'm doing this particular habit and every time I do it I feel like crap okay I'm gonna cut that Or when I have this thought over and over and over, what does that look and feel like? Like, wow, this is draining. Okay, I'm going to shift that. Oh, I feel like I'm being really negative and I'm constantly pulling up the like 
the downside of things or I'm trying to debunk things or I'm resisting certain stuff that's going on in life. Whoa, pause. Like, what does that look and feel like? And, and that is the, to me, the most powerful part of this inner work is recognizing because for me, I would get in this state of just habitual giving and giving and giving and not knowing that it was important to to savor my energy and that I was worthy of directing that energy where it mattered most to me and where it filled me up the most. And once you cultivate that, once you take that power back, once you understand that you're worthy of that and you have control and you get to direct that, that that is all within you. You get to shift your thoughts. You get to shift your relationships. You get to shift your life. You get to take your power back. And once you feel that and have that sensation within, it's euphoria. It's like ecstasy where you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm on this high because all of a sudden my vessel is full. And I think a lot of us walk around, A, not knowing how good good can feel, that we've just accepted the pain and the stomach issues and the headaches and the heartburns and the ailments and just like, oh, I'm just getting older, you know, like here I am at 40 and a lot of people are all like, oh, oh, you just wait, like here comes all the things. And we've been programmed to think that, right? And I think we've been programmed to accept that that's how we will feel. And so we walk around not knowing how good actually feels, how good you can actually feel. And I didn't really understand that or know that until... I removed alcohol. I'm just going to be totally blunt with it. Like that was one of the main things that was holding me down. The hangovers were horrible. The blackouts were scary. The desire for more and more. I was definitely not a one glass of wine kind of gal. Like it was, I needed it all. (laughs) And so I was always wondering like, why I didn't feel that great. And so when I took my power back with that, and then I combined that with different eating habits, like removing mostly, like for the most part, dairy is totally gone because it's such an inflammatory, oh my gosh, dairy is so high in inflammatory response and our body gets just inflamed. And then we're constantly pouring this thing on the inflammation. It's like pouring alcohol on a wound, oh man, just over and over and over. And then just being really cautious of sugars and using more natural sugars, maple syrup instead of white sugar or you know, I'd recognize some of the products that I was using and eating on a daily basis that were like organic and healthy. The first ingredient was sugar. And so again, high inflammatory and, you know, starting my day off with a big glass of water before any caffeine and just shifts, right? Just shifts and recognizing that power and how I get to then feel how good actually feels. I finally felt like, whoa, this is what good feels like, I feel good. (laughs) And not to say I don't have ailments, right? I'm working through some low back stuff and I have this funky thing on my hand that's been hurting. And, you know, I have my moments of getting a a headache and, and again, I'm so aware. And now I know that there is a way to shift that. And 
how important just natural immunity is, right? Like staying up with zinc and vitamin D have been like massive ever since the pandemic, just recognizing like how important those things are within our body. And I am here to say that natural immunity is absolutely possible. And that's a whole nother episode that I will dive into because I didn't expect to go there here. But, you know, just getting back to this, like how good good can feel that you should have energy when you get to the end of your day. You should be doing things that light you up and lift you up. You can be doing things that light you up and lift you up. You can have, you know, enough mental capacity to stretch your your knowledge and lean into new subjects and you know, I think from my observation and for where from where I've been before, it was just like do anything you can to get through the day and you know back a few years ago it was like to get to that drink and then to get to that you know to get to bed or whatever it was like I just had absolutely no energy in the evenings I woke up feeling like garbage I've never been much of a morning person and I always just said that like oh I'm not a morning person oh I'm not a morning person it's like well you drank a bottle of wine last night so how could you expect to wake up feeling super So I'm now a morning person, like what a shift, like taking my power back in that sense helped me create this morning ritual that feels incredible. I love getting up when no one's awake. I don't touch my phone. I get up, I take my dog on a quick walk and then I come back in and I do some stretching and some meditating and some breathing. And by the time I've done all that, you know, then it's, even time to start the day it's like seven or eight and and usually like back in the day it was like if I got up around nine I love to sleep till like 10 or 11 and now I look back on that I'm like wow you know the morning is so precious it's such a precious time of the day so getting back to this like what does good feel like have you experienced a a decent period of time in your life where you felt good and do you have that gauge do you have that marker Because I think that once we understand that that's available and accessible, we start to prioritize ourself and our needs and our self-care and our rest and our socialization and our travel and our work and our food and our rituals. Like we, We get to realize that that's just as much a part of our job and a part of our quote unquote work as it is to work and make money seems like the job aspect of work the the nine to five for most people or just the career aspect has taken over so much that that's defined us and it's drained us so much then then how are we going to have extra space and time and energy to do the things that we love when we're drained because we're not fueling ourselves well we're drained because we're around people that aren't lifting us up we're drained because we're holding on to the past we're drained because we're not sleeping well. It's so intertwined. All of it is so intertwined. So this huge step of awareness, huge step of coming back to center and finding that worth again and feeling what it feels like to feel good. Like what does good feel like? And can you define that and determine that and reach for that and lean into that? And then when you get it, can you hold it? And can you be within it and love on it and and make it your lifestyle? I think that 
diet culture is really toxic because it teaches you, okay, I'm going to do this really strict, really hard diet for 30 days. I'm going to starve myself. I'm going to lose all this weight. Well, inevitably, that's not something that's sustainable and you're going to fall back into old patterns because you didn't get to the root, because you didn't find the self-worth in it because you didn't allow yourself to rest, because you starved yourself. So maybe the weight came off for a certain amount of time, but then that's not sustainable. So living this good, natural, rich life, to me just feels like exactly what we're here to do. And that to me is our number one job. And the second piece of this is feeling good is balanced by having this full battery Like I always imagine like my vessel within myself as my battery, my energetic, my life force battery within. And I like to picture, and I think I've talked about this before, like cords going out of us, like actual cords and plugged in and we're plugged into so many areas in our life and it drains us. And some things are inevitable. We have to do some things we're plugged in by what we think we have this obligation and some things we don't plug into because we're scared of what that looks and feels like and so it's this balance and for a long time I didn't know what it felt like to have a full battery and what that was to me was I was you know, doing certain practices and doing certain things just naturally that would fill me up and feel good. But it was just like just enough. It was, you know, like 10%. And I was like running on 10% all the time. And it wasn't until it was sort of a forced pushed rest period um, where I just allowed myself to, to sleep. And part of it was probably actually I don't say probably part of it was I was in a depressed state you know it was the beginning of 2020 I was I just had a breakup living in a new place pretty much all alone so like one of the main things I did was was sleep (laughs) sleep and read and yeah like that time in my life was was really interesting as it as it was for all of us and I started to recognize how sleep deprived I actually was that I was not I hadn't been getting this like full good rest which is our number one way to regenerate our battery and to refill it up and to plug in I saw this really cool meme and it had this like it was a picture cartoon and it had this lady on the back of her head she had like prongs like a plug-in and then her pillow was a plug and she was talking about laying down and plugging your head into the pillow and I was like wow damn that's really awesome because that is truly this place where we plug in and fill up so if you want to use that analogy and metaphor for when you're going to bed and imagining yourself plugging in and recognizing how important that is because I think that a lot of us end up staying up until 11 or 12 or one o'clock and trying to run on five, six hours of sleep. And, you know, that might be obtainable for a little while. And it goes back to like, maybe you can get by and maybe that feels fine. But do you feel good? And once you start to feel good, then you're like, oh, I can feel great. (laughs) Right. This natural progression of what's next because you're doing the work and because you're feeling good and then you're feeling great. Um, 
So just filling the battery, filling this vessel, like my vessel, I picture it as gold and it fills up and I feel, I feel it filling up when I'm doing a meditation practice and I allow myself to just visualize that, like filling it up, filling it up. Each breath fills it up a little bit more. I feel it running through my body. Um, when I'm working out, like just the warmth and the fill up, even though I'm exerting energy, there's this beautiful balance where I'm getting filled up as well. And I feel that feeling when I'm having a really awesome conversation. I feel that feeling when I'm reading a book that feels really good. I have that feeling when I'm out in nature, of course, like she fills me up so much. And so going into nature with this intention, like balancing each other that my energy gives and her energy gives. And so these moments of how we fill ourselves up and balancing that with recognizing what drains us. And does that thing, person, place, or thing need to be in our life? And maybe it does. And you get to figure out, okay, can I protect my energy when I'm dealing with this job or this person or this situation? Can I protect that so I'm not giving as much? Can I ask for the person to help me balance this? Can I let them know my needs and that this would help me balance that? Right? Like, can that be an exchange of energy instead of just a one sided drain? You know, for me right now, I have this neighbor that's super loud and been very frustrating. And for a little while, I was putting so much energy into it. Like, how can I help him understand how loud his subwoofer is on my side of the building? Like, just listen. I kept saying, come over and listen to this, please. And he just, like, absolutely flat out wouldn't. And then I just decided, okay, it's not worth my energy. I'm not going to die, right? Like my house is still safe and and calm and quiet for the most part. I'd say 95% of the time. And then he has this like one hour in the evening where he's watching his program and it's just raging. And so my whole apartment's shaking. My condo is just like, and I either leave the room and come into my bedroom or I turn on my TV and try and like drown it out, which doesn't always work because of the vibration of it. And I say that because I decided it wasn't worth my energy. It wasn't worth the drain. It wasn't worth the fight. He wasn't reciprocating. He wasn't even like willing to have the conversation really. And so then what? You know, am I going to keep battling it and keep battling it and keep putting my energy into it, keep putting my energy into it? No, I'm going to let go. I'm going to let go of it and pick my battles. You know, I think that there's this desire within to like make it right. I want justice and I want it to be the right way and um that's not always possible. So I use that as a as a just kind of basic example of what that looks like and it can get deeper and heavier into you know like full on relationships and how much time and energy you're putting into that and your daily activities, how much time and energy is putting into that and what that looks and feels like. So through these practices, through this self-care, through this inner work, the most incredible piece of this is taking our power back. Literally taking our power back, literally filling ourselves up, literally understanding what good feels like and then knowing we can feel great. Really understanding what relationship is right for us recognizing how far we've come, 
you know, like, okay, a relationship felt good for this many years. Now it's not filling me up. So how can I shift that? What does that look like? What are my needs? And to start meeting yourself right where you're at, right here, right now, and taking the next best step. So if you have multiple relationships in your life that aren't filling you up and that feels overwhelming, start with one. Start with one of the more important ones that you know you can have a vulnerable conversation with. Like, hey, when you show up this way, it really drains me. Or I don't feel heard in our conversation. How can we make that feel more cohesive? How can we, do you feel heard when we're in a conversation? What's your perspective, right? Like asking questions and just seeking to understand. I saw this thing that said, seek to understand instead of to be understood. And and I do believe that that will create this symbiotic balance in this relationship of of relating with one another and what that looks like. You know, if you feel like your your food habits and your drink habits aren't leading you to this feeling of good and into the feeling of great, take one thing at a time. You know, removing dairy, removing alcohol, removing as many sugars as possible, not all sugars because there's natural sugars and you know, like I said, but just getting back to the basics, maybe it's self-care. Maybe you haven't been caring for yourself. Maybe you spend too much time on your phone. Maybe you aren't very social. You know, there's so many categories. And so I do understand that it can feel really overwhelming. And my suggestion, I invite you to write them down, write down the categories of you know, how I'm nourishing myself as far as food and drink, what that looks like, what I know I could shift in, in write down the category of relationships, what relationships are filling me up, what relationships are draining me and how can I balance that? Where can I fill myself up more with this particular relationship? Where can I shift with this other one and find that balance? Um, activity. What's my, what's my movement look like on a daily basis? What's my water intake? What's my phone usage? What's my conversations looking like? What am I consuming? Am I reading more or am I on my phone on social media more? Am I continuing a pattern of showing up in a certain way? And I know that I'm ready to shift that, like just get clear on it because until we put it on paper, and really make a clear action to get to get it out there so where we can see it and resort back to it and reflect on it. It seems like it just stays out in the ethers and we're like, yeah, 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 I need to get to that. It's like that grocery list that you think you remember, but you get to the grocery store and you forgot because there's so many things. <laughs> so write down your soul list, your inner work list, your good to great list and what that looks and feels like. And then have grace for yourself exactly where you're at. We all have a list. And the the beautiful part about life is that we get to work through this list as we as we grow and as we age. And like I said, turning 40, I'm excited for all that's to come. I don't I don't even look at the number necessarily. I just think like, wow, there's still so much to do. So, so many places to be, so many things to feel. And yet, like I am good with right where I'm at. 
I can meet myself right where I'm at, even knowing that there's things, <laughs> even knowing I have I have stuff to work on forever. Like as long as I'm alive, I will be planting seeds and nourishing my soil and seeking sunlight and facing my shadows and making connections and community and growing my with my family and all of it like honoring and taking care of my body and just every step of the way there's there's something we get to grow into so this was not where I had planned to go with this episode I have this whole list this whole list of notes where I was going to lean into uh so this just really was what wanted to flow out of me and as always my hope is that a part of it landed for you and connected with your heart and of course I would love to hear that I would love to hear from you and hear your reflection I would also be honored for you to share with one person today and somebody that you know needs some support and some uplifting words of wisdom and uh, just just who is seeking a different way of thinking and maybe wanting to get to the simplicities of life and and support themselves in a new way that they're ready to understand what good feels like and then they're ready to grow into great which I know you are growing into great so find that inner standing meet yourself where you're at seek that feeling of good and grow into the great okay I love you so much. I hope you have a great day and uh, here we grow.